0: It is great to chat with you thank you so much for the time
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: Uh, anytime anytime Uh, hands of bind is great i really enjoyed it um it's it's intense but it operates on a slow burn which Mm. i really Mm. like when a film can do that Uh, where did where did uh where'd
1: the film come from ah um this is my second feature film, and uh, I grew up in rural Alberta in Canada. Where are you located, Steve?
0: Uh, I'm in Newmarket, just north of Toronto.
1: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I grew up in rural Alberta um, on a farm, and you know the farm was in the family for 82 years uh, in in the Armstrong name, and you know I had this sort of wealth of experience growing up in that community and felt like I really understood the community well and had a lot of love for it, but also maybe some, you know, I could see maybe some 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 problems within the culture, just like all cultures have problems. And part of me got tired of kind of the tropey aspect that so often either films from Alberta or films from rural culture can have. You know, oftentimes it's a matter of you know, extreme rednecks or something more like Heartland. And I don't have a problem with either of those uh, kind of scenarios or genres, but I just thought it would be far more interesting to to really dive into the human side and the complexity of people's lives um, in that setting. And then just seeing them as like a broader picture of what our, our culture in, in the West is made up of. You
0: know, it, it's interesting because, yeah, you're right. It doesn't sit neatly into either of those, uh, st- I guess, stereotypes is the term to use. But mm-hmm. it's it's a film who are just grind- of people who are just grinding day after day, and uh, you know, this is this is what they do. This is just how life is, and uh, you can feel the weight on them. Uh, what 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 aspects of Albertan life? Were most important you to bring to the the surface.
1: Oh, it's a dangerous question to try to answer. Um, in part because because there's a real risk of sounding like I'm condemning a group of people, and I I don't want to do that. I have a real love and respect for the people of this culture. I really do but i also see some deficiencies and downfalls and and thankfully you know communities change over time this film is set in 1983 but i tried to write the film in a in a cleaner way in a in a way where you know there was probably less profanity or you know characters were were perhaps a little bit more wholesome and the more i worked on it the more i realized no at the heart of this you can't gloss over some of the some of the hard facts of what this culture was like at the time, because that is what sets the stage for the film. And if you ignore those elements, if you ignore ignore some of the sexism, racism, homophobia, and other forms of intolerance, um, you're really doing a disservice to the story. So, setting it 1983 gives me more latitude and flexibility because, like I say, the culture has changed in, in many many regards. Um, but I think it's, for me, it was just really important that that was included in a part of the story.
0: You know, I I uh, love that you say that because it is such a fascinating relationship that this film has with Andy. Andy is the film, the character that sort of holds the film together. It's from his perspective. But when you talk about these, these older perspectives, shall we say... um, Andy, Andy's sort of caught. He feels like he's sort of caught in between them. Um, There are moments where I'm quite proud of him and moments where I'm obviously not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I love that reaction. (laughs) Uh, And I, and I feel you're exactly right. Um, You know, Andy has more in common with Mac and Hank, who are the older gentlemen in the film than he does with Dirk, who's the young, young punk. of coming to take his place um and and i found that the more i wrote the more i realized the story was really about a, a a person confronting a changing world and having to choose whether they were going to adapt to that changing world or or to kind of succumb to their worst selves and you know without spoiling the film it does end in a particular way and that's that's the that's the plight of a lot of I think dare I say. Um, maybe people people like me, um, mm-hmm. you know, white white males that uh, are encountering things that are changing. And a lot of the cast had comments. We shot this in 2019. They had comments about uh, the Me Too movement, which was a yeah which was a big part of the cultural conversation when we were shooting it. of course, a lot has changed since 2019, Um, even more to where we're we're dealing with more issues and talking about more things, more honestly. Um, But some people were saying, this is a me too story in reverse. And, And sometimes I, that is how I think about it. This is, this is the, this is the other side of the coin about intolerance. And this is, um, I wouldn't want to say that this is all the film is about, but definitely Andy is seeing that his wife wants to get a job. His wife wants to work, and that kind of was the was sort of prevailing thought when I was a youngster. You know, in the community I grew up in, like men do this and women do that. And Andy's confronted by all this change, but he's also confronted in a changing world that he doesn't understand in other ways too, which is a little bit more metaphorically, which is some of the more surreal or paranormal or um, strange happenings that are going on in his community that he can't quite understand what's going on. Um, and, And by providing those sort of touch points, the audience gets to undergo the experience that Andy goes through when he encounters this changing world, that's bewildering to him, the audience is right there with him. They don't quite understand what's going on either. Um, I
0: hope that answers your question. Absolutely. Uh, Cause you know, there's this moment in the film where Andy looks over at Dirk and again, not, not sharing any spoilers and he just snarls. And he says, what do you know what it is to be a man? And it just hits, different like there's just is there's this growl in his voice um and and I'm glad that you're saying all this because to me that's so much of this film is that trying to understanding uh trying to understand what it is to be a man in a, in a changing culture yeah
1: yeah absolutely and and this is this is one thing that I because I grew up in a rural culture and because I now live in an urban culture there's kind of all this always this dialogue in my head, comparing and contrasting the two worlds. And again, both worlds change. I can't go back to the same community where I grew up and have it be the same experience. There's a different culture. There's different technology. There's all these things that have happened that have changed the culture itself. But, um, but yeah, I think it, I realized at some point when writing it that I'd be remiss not to make this almost a central aspect of it. And I, I really, I really strongly advocate for rural and urban coming together more and having a better dialogue than they do, because right now, especially in Alberta, I just see this so adversarial mm. and so unhealthy. And, uh, you know, I think it's—I think we do ourselves a lot of favors when we bump elbows and shoulders with people that are not like us. And I think that, that if there's a path forward out of sort of some of the cultural mess that we're seeing right now, I think that's one thing that could really help.
0: That's interesting. So even amongst, like, just ro- located in Alberta, the, you know, conversations between rural and urban are causing that tension amongst the people in the same province. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, there, We had an election here last year, and you just see the divide. You know, mm-hmm. there's this little island in Edmonton of um of non-UCP, UCP being our conservative government. And then there's a there's these little pockets that it's not the prevailing conservative type government. And I'm not here to weigh in on politics, no, I, I'm sure. absolutely not. But what I am here to advocate for is just the conversation between yeah. between these kind of factions. And you see it play out in the United States so much right now where where people are Everyone's angry, and everyone's angry at each other for being angry or for not being angry. Um, there's, there's, there's very little. We've got two ears and one mouth. You know, yeah. we we should act accordingly. We should listen twice as much as we talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I, I I wanted to speak to you too about one of the things in the film. I thought it was so fascinating. This sounds like the setup of a joke when I say this, but Andy walks into a bar and uh, (laughs) and he's talking with the bartender and they get into this like philosophical moment. It's this really unique space uh, within the film. And and the bartender says that certainty is a rare exception to the problems of life. I was just wondering what that means to you and why you wanted to include that in the story.
1: Yeah, I I'm fond of that scene. You know, my sound recordist, um, Micah Henry came up to me after that entire shoot. And Micah's got a lot of experience. And he just said, Kyle, thank you for writing this because, you know, this is one of the this is one of the scenes that has meant the most to me to ever be a part of. And and uh that really just struck me because and I felt so honored because I really respect his opinions and intentions. And that scene was much longer, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And thanks to a good editor, Mark LeCroix, it became a much shorter uh, scene and it's the right call, but it was further expand- expanded upon. And I am very proud of the dialogue in that scene the way it was and the way it is now too. And and I think that we have these, we live with a lot of perception and we think the perception is fact. And we live with the perception that our perception is is likely more likely to be right and the odds of me having it right are less than one in eight billion because Mm. i don't think anyone's really got their handle on what could be defined as true. i mean it's getting really kind of philosophical and esoteric to talk like this but and pretentious so um but there is there really is that aspect of of like we we overestimate our capacity for for understanding and we underestimate our capacity for being wrong. And, you know, later on they talk about, do you, you know, are people essentially good or are they essentially bad? And the bartender has his opinion on that, which is truly just an opinion, but mm. it's probably similar to mine that, you know, you kind of choose every day, which side you're going to be on. And, I think that that does really speak to another key theme of the film, which is that don't overestimate your capacity for goodness and don't underestimate your capacity for, for doing the wrong thing too. I think so many people go about their lives living, believing that they're basically good Hmm. and um, forget about that other half. I think I just quote, quoted the film directly in that moment right now, but, but it is, it does align with what I think. So well, yeah. and,
0: and he talks about being, we make ourselves comfortable to get through the day. And I thought that was like, you know, bartenders in in movies are usually the smartest men in the room or smartest <laughs> people in the room. They just usually are. It, it's yeah. just such a fascinating moment. And I like what you're saying there, you know, choices we make, and sometimes we make the wrong choices and sometimes we make the right choices. And Andy does both and times throughout mm-hmm. this film, but so... I'm going to, I'm going to push it philosophically just a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> so, so how do you think we, we hold back our dark side? If everybody is, everybody is battling it, you know, as the bartender says, it's, you know, it's a little more than halfway one way or the other. What do you think it means to
1: hold it back? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think that we think that we're holding it back or mm-hmm. we think that we're making it go away or disappear by by choosing the right thing often. but I don't know that we are capable of of doing it. and I think to underestimate that shadow self is is to do yourself a lot of disservice to recognize it, to see it, to allow it to be a part of your consciousness actually just gives you greater strength to to choose maybe something that's better than that. I like that. Yeah, I'm
0: oh, sorry. Ignoring
1: okay. it is is the ignoring it is the real danger, danger. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a sense of acknowledgement here that you know we have you know rather than just hold on to one side and say this is who I am, everything's fine. This acknowledgement of the penchant to to do uh to to slip, and slip mm-hmm. is a simple term in this in a film like this, but um is is certainly there for everyone. It re- it re- Kyle, it's it's a fascinating film. Like I said, it's it's Thank intense, you. it's well executed, well and uh and with a great script. Um Thank what do you hope people take away from the hands of bind? <sighs>
1: Well, I hope they walk away with a bit of a puzzle in their head to try to solve. I I hope that they don't walk out and feel like they got it figured out exactly what just happened. Mm. I hope they walk away with something to mull over in their minds. And if if they do, I'll feel like I did my job right. If they walk out and they go, okay, well, what's next? Um, Then I, I might feel like maybe it was a misstep because I do want to leave people with something beyond just the experience of watching it. I want to leave them with something... Like I want them to have a place to meditate. I want them to have a place to contemplate. We don't provide our culture with enough of those places anymore. Cinema is a great place to do it, but cinema's mostly been replaced by movies, you know, uh, people in tights running around, blowing things up and flying through the air. Uh, and and I think that we have so much more that we can experience than than just pure entertainment. I don't oh. think I answered your question, but
0: you did better than i ever could actually that was, <laughs> i appreciate that um kyle thank you so much for your time i appreciated the film was great thank you